Do you have a show or a YouTube channel, podcast, or relevant product that you want to promote at the top of the Elseworlds Exchange? Well, now's your chance, man. For 50 bucks, you'll get a month's worth of plugs at the audio version right here of the Elseworlds Exchange. Right at the top of the show, first thing they'll hear, now it'll probably still be my voice, but you'll write up a short one-minute plug, we'll record it, and toss it at the front of the show. Or, alternatively, for 20 bucks, you can get a month's worth of plugs at the end of the show. Right after you hear us sign off, same deal, one-minute scripted plug for your stuff. How do you take advantage of this incredible opportunity? Just go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top, and fill everything out, and we'll work it out through PayPal. By the way, we do reserve the right to reject or accept based on our own personal taste. I'm not going to plug your Nazi podcast, man. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm not sorry about that. But you're not going to do it anyway. So go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top of the page, fill everything out, and we'll work it out. Worth it. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. I'm Joel. Hey, Joel, what's going on? Welcome back to the show, dude. Oh, happy to be back. Thank you for having me. Glad to be back in the Elseworlds Exchange hot seat. Damn right. Damn right. We, uh, If you didn't catch last week's episode, I uh, we we had to bump Joel. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> we, got, uh, we had Dan Larson from Toy Galaxy come by and chat about toys. Um... If you haven't watched it, it's a really fun episode. Uh, I, it's he just was a, a good guest. I'm fine being bumped for good guests. That's the thing. Yeah, it's like, no, I, I bumped Joel. We had Paulie Shore on. <laughs> and he is just desperate for any opportunity. I don't know, man. If you got Paulie Shore on the show, I would be like, man, that's that's a good get. I mean, we could probably get him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he, but he'd be like, what do you want to talk about, buddy? And I'd be like, <laughs> nothing, click. Hey, can we talk about your mockumentary you made a couple of years ago? Polly Shore is dead. That was actually pretty fun. That was a neat idea. And he's like, yeah, that was the best thing I ever did. It was. It really was. And it required me to be the friend from Goof Troop in order <laughs> to do it. Because, like, you know, I needed to do all my shitty movies before I could actually lead up to a, a movie about me being being dead. And how much I loved Sam Kinison in an interesting way. Yeah, right? Odd. But, uh, you know, anyway, I wanted to uh, do a quick plug for that episode because it's a good episode, but it's not doing the views that it should be. And I think you guys should check it out. Mostly Made because a fan out of me. Not a lot. Not, you're right. It's not. There's not a lot of uh, not a lot of love for toys on uh, on Comic Pop. I don't know why, but people, you know, there should be a lot of crossover. And I think there is, but not enough. Um, <laughs> in addition to that, we're going to take a quick minute. Uh, Joel's going to headline this episode because Joel's got the list. And also, I talk so goddamn much. I want to take a back seat and let Joel kind of take the wheel. I'm gonna be oh. the I'm gonna be the the Bruce Banner to his Incredible Hulk. I'm gonna climb into the trunk of the car. I'm gonna let Joel drive the car. Um, you can be my sounding board. Right, exactly. I will respond in kind, but I'm gonna let Joel take point. But before I do that, I'm gonna take a big chunk of time and just complain or talk for a minute because uh, this has nothing to do with Elseworlds. It's nothing to do with comics, but. You probably have heard about it because if you go on Reddit or if you read the news or if you are plugged in any way, you heard about Kevin Smith getting a heart attack, which mm. most people thought was kind of inevitable and expected. Um, but the dude really did a lot of like personal work, dropped 85 pounds, uh, oh. changed his lifestyle, doesn't eat Thanksgiving dinners every uh, every every day like he did uh, a couple of years ago. Um, dude really changed his life, but it still doesn't, you know, you can make all the changes you want, but genetics, you know, they're within you. You can't Sometimes change Sometimes they have to fuck you. And so he is predisposed to having heart conditions. His father died of a heart attack. His mother has a couple stints. Like, they, it's just, you have that. You have crap, you have crappy hearts. And if you eat like you did, it's not going to make anything better. 
Um, so as a result, Smith had a heart attack, and thankfully, the, the old Kevin Smith luck rang through, uh. and the dude made a full recovery, has a stint in his heart, but he's feeling better than ever, and uh, we're expecting to see him back in action pretty soon. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Um, the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because when I woke up this morning, or not that this morning, that morning, uh, I like looked at my phone because I needed to check like if I slept in or not, and I'm like, mm-hmm. and it says Kevin Smith heart attack, and I went, oh, fuck. oh no, and massive heart attack, 100% blockage, and but they said, but it says like Kevin Smith heart attack. I went, oh well, he's fucking dead. Then I click on it, and it says like Kevin Smith makes full recovery of massive heart attack, and I was like, holy shit. Isn't it nice to have a, like, nice ending to a story in 2018? Yeah, right? Like, uh, yeah, 2018's, like, the Grim Reaper's like, how about this one? And uh, and Causality was like, no! it's an, Things today. are bad enough. Um, so I'm, I was just, I was so relieved because Kevin Smith is, he's not a friend of the show. Like, he is, we don't know him. I don't know him personally. Um, but he has been such an instrumental part of my life. Indeed. That it would be like losing an uncle. And it was really, really scary and shaky for me. And it really, like, mm. it just, it hit me in the heart a little bit. And I was like, holy shit. Um, and so I read through that, and I, I it was a complete wake-up call. And so that morning, like, I fucking, I read that. I'm like, Kevin Smith's dead. Then it was like, oh, he's not dead. He's actually fine. But he had a massive heart attack. And he, t- he took this little selfie of himself um in the hospital bed and mm-hmm. it was so affecting to me because kevin smith has been inspiring me since ninth grade ever since i was ninth grade uh I, I i saw clerks and i was like oh i can make a movie too and his style of talking and characters really influenced oh, yeah. me and it, it, it turned me on to being the my true self who i wanted to be and so as a result like i i, I started pursuing things that I would not have normally. When I was in high school, a freshman in high school, I didn't act. I was on the cross country and track team. I was oh, not wow. an English major. I was probably going to huh. go into like history or math or science actually. Wow. And uh, and I moved all the way over to other things because of these influences. And one of them was was Kevin Smith. And the dude, not only did he influence me from ninth grade, but like every time I saw a movie, it was at the right time. When I was in religious tumult, because I was super religious in ninth grade, uh, yeah. I I actually saw, uh, what's it called, Dogma, and that completely shook my complete perception of reality and, and, and religion. And My that, favorite Kevin Smith movie still. It's one of the best, uh, but that completely shook me. Chasing Amy sh- shook, uh, shook up my perceptions of people and 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 love. And then uh, J.M. Bob Strike Back was like the, like the crescendo, like, hey, if you've been a fan, here's a little thank you. Something that doesn't normally happen with us nerds, where it's like, no. hey, did you have you loved Spider-Man for 25 years? Well, guess what? <laughs> Here's something that completely undoes all of that. <laughs> uh, and I was just on the heels of like the Clone Saga and shit, so like I was used to fandom fucking me. But Kevin yeah. Smith was like, "Hey, you guys love my shit. Here's a movie that says thank you." That Here's was a great. love letter to you. Exactly, but completely influenced me as a person. Um, and then Jersey Girl came out, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like when I was in Virginia, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" My heart's in New Jersey. I want to be there. I, I, that's <laughs> where my true self is. And so that changed things for me. Like every time he does a movie, except for Yoga Hosers, I was like, "Holy shit!" This is at the right time in my life. And, um, and the Walrus movie, and the Sausage Gremlin movie. But you know what? I think he could take something good away from that too. Where it's like, you know what? I don't want to stagnate creatively. I want to keep pushing boundaries and make movies for more than just me. Yeah, I'm going to try new things. Like his his decision to do Cop Out, not what I would do, not what I would want to watch, but I was like, more power to you. Um, and then very, very right around the cusp of Comic Pop's formation, we were, we were just about to 
change over. Not even change over. No, we were just we were right before right before we started shooting back issues. Right before back issues became a show, we were like, "How about uh, we go?" Uh, Tiffany and I went to go see Kevin Smith live at Montclair State University. He was doing a, t- mm. a talk, and the ticket price is like five dollars. And I'm like, "I'll drive to Montclair." So I drove to Montclair. <laughs> the two of us went. It was like a room of like eighty people, and he's talking about podcasting. And I knew his connection to, to Sir and Smodcast and all that shit, but. Once again, he's like podcasting. Like, I know that I'm like all in on podcasting, but the reality is like, it doesn't have to be a podcast. It could be a YouTube channel or anything, blah, blah, blah. But he's like, but go tomorrow, like for today, like start one. And I was like, because I had tried numerous times to start podcasts with no or little direction or encouragement from those who I sought to start them with. And then I'm like, yeah, YouTube. Fuck. And it was thanks to him and DeFranco that I was like, we're going to do this. And this is where that came from. And it was because primarily of that like live talk from him that I was like, son of a bitch, motherfucker's still taking me to school. Um, and it's worked out pretty good so far. So like, yeah, exactly. So I, uh, I screenshotted his picture. I made it my phone background. It's him in the hospital. And it's hmm. a little moment for me to like, look, it's almost like a mirror where I'm like, this is you if you don't change your shit. And so that morning, I like I went like, oh, thank God Kevin Smith's okay. I wrote a little tweet, and then I went to the gym, joined it, and started. And That's this beautiful, is, man. Thank you. This is day three of me being at the gym. You can see no change because it's been three <laughs> days, and one of them was a rest day. So it's really more like two days. But I, I have also been going to the gym every other day. I, I ironically started the same week, but for different reasons. It's uh, Seattle Comic Con is coming up, so we didn't get to go this year. But no. I looked at pictures of us from back then i'm like wow i was way fucking svelter back then a year ago what the hell happened oh cakes happened i completely agree with that (laughs) assessment uh because i also like will go back and look at old videos and be like oh i'm getting fatter um and like i know that like (laughs) yeah that's that's what they don't tell you about uh working online you will only ever see yourself get fatter and fatter or skinnier and skinnier yeah exactly Um, and people are asking about sodas. Let me tell you, in college, I was in my, in the best shape of my life. And all my like college friends were like, well, the first thing, the big thing you got to do is you got to drop sodas, man. Sodas are the killer. You got to stop. Just cut them out. Don't drink your calories. You will see a vast change. And so I was like, okay, no more sodas. And I cut out sodas for eight months and there was no change (laughs) in any way. (laughs) <laughs> at all and i went to my doctor and i was like yo man i'm not doing sodas and he goes oh who, who gives a shit <laughs> and i go he goes well is it like are, is it full calorie sodas and i'm like and i'm like uh no it's you know like oh i stopped dro- yeah i dro- i stopped drinking coke and now i'm drinking water and he's like it yeah i mean like empty calories are empty calories so like that's bad for you but like you know don't it's fine you know, if you work out, you're fine. You're young. Who cares? And like, and then I, uh, you know, I looked up all those ridiculous reports about how like diet soda causes like autism and like in, oh, in, in, in insanity. Is the tool yeah. of the devil. I went to the doctor again and I'm like, yo man, like, is this true? He's like, no, <laughs> it's bullshit. Like everything you read online. Yeah, he's like, don't, he's like, that would not be the first priority. So I am still drinking Coke zero, but like, I am also changing a lot of things about my diet and about my, my, my I- worldview. 
Uh, I have moved soda to uh, being like a special treat when I go out to the movies or to a restaurant. What I really need to do is throw out the fryer, which is tough for me because if you've ever seen my Instagram, yes. hey, look what I fried today. I know. You love that. Uh, you love that fryer. Um, oh, man. It's not even a deep fryer, too. I'm all about the pan fryer because it makes it crispier and soaks in more juices. Oh, yes, that's true. Um, mm. You'll find other ways to make your food taste as, as good oh, as Oh, I'm it sure I will. Um, the Red Samurai throws out a tip where he's like, find a buddy to go with you. Month, uh, after a month, you get tired and you don't care, but the buddy helps you out. It's, it's very true. true. That's how I got in the best shape of my life in college. I was like, I am going to go with my friend and Sam and I would go to the gym every single day. And even, and some days I'd be like, dude, no. And he's like, all right, well, if you want to give up on your dreams, fuck you. And he like, <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it. And I go. And like, that's all a personal trainer is. You just pay someone to guilt trip you into working out. Yeah. That's the thing. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to pay for a personal trainer. My personal trainer is Kevin Smith. And it's just every morning I turn on my phone, I unlock my, my screen and it, there he is sitting at me going like, don't fuck up. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, right on. Um, Island Sea Survivor wants to know, will there be more or more or less wings? Ooh, that's rough, man. I made some delicious wings last night <laughs> as we talk about this. But hey, someone in the chat said switch to coconut oil. I might just switch to coconut oil. That's that's an easy switch and you won't even notice the difference. Like I'm sure I won't. It'll actually be kind of, kind of uh, refreshing. I also, back a year ago when I was in a better shape, I was having salad with every meal. I should go back to having salad with every meal. Completely. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will be reducing the amount of Coke Zeros I do drink just to like, in, mostly to encourage me to drink water because mm. I passed out today and <laughs> that was Yikes. real bad. Yikes. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? And I was uh, for a second, I was like, am I having a heart attack? And I, uh, I checked all the shit and I'm like, no, it's, I literally just didn't drink any water today. Like a dump, like, or, yeah, like a big pile of shit. <laughs> and uh, so I drank a bunch of water and I'm like, and it was like Popeye. I'm like, oh, well, I won't do that again. So I gotta go. <laughs> I am recharged. I gotta buy a bottle and I gotta drink that. Oops, uh, that was you know almost embarrassing, but thankfully not. I finished all my workout and then I went to the locker room and I'm like, I gotta lie down. Um, and, I, I'm lucky yeah. I don't have to go anywhere to work out. There's a small gym in the condo where I live in because I live with fucking old people. I'm the youngest person here. By I like know, three but that's decades. that's great because like the rent is controlled and also <laughs> like you don't have to deal with any wild parties. That's that's also enjoyable. Now here's the thing: Do you love bread as much as I do? I'm I'm like Oprah in that regard. I cannot slay my love for bread. Whenever I go to cook something, it's obviously like, oh well, I need a nice base of bread. On I'm this. I'm Italian. My life is bread, uh, and I just be I believe that the that that uh, as long as I eat less and exercise more and eat b more good things, I can keep eating bread. Like I'm not I don't believe in cutting out the things that you love so that you can get the things you want. Like. Mm. I'm, I'm an all or nothing kind of person. And I, I really do feel like if I cut out, like, let's say I'm like, you know, I, okay, I'm going to start one of these diets and I'm going to like only eat this one thing or these only few things and it will get me to where I am. Then I'll be thin and like, I won't be able to enjoy the things I enjoy. I'll be like, well, if I eat that once, I'm going to balloon out and explode and everything. Like, mm. no, I'm not going to like, basically it's, it's, if I were to decide to start like a weird diet, or like even just a regular big diet, I'd be like, oh, well, the, so the, the solution is I have to just stop eating the things I like yeah. and, 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 and replace it with being thin. And I'm not going to do that. <laughs> 
Um, it's true. Did you hear this other thing? They say, hey, if you want a snack instead of eating a snack, eat a mint because, you know, that'll uh, give you the oral fixation covered and then it'll coat your mouth in mint so you won't want to eat or drink anything sweet. Yes. Uh, two tips. Uh, just have celery sticks uh, because it's just mm. water and after like two of them, you're going to be like, I don't want to eat any more of this shit. It's true. You, it's true. You are done. But if I put a little peanut butter and some raisins on it. Yeah, well, now you're there. Yeah, and I'm, I guess if I cover a little sugar and I start like, That's... if I put a little bacon on it, I guess that'll be worse. Uh, mm. I mean, healthy. But uh, no, it's, it, it's, being a peanut butter, I think is fine. I think you're fine with that. But uh, yeah, celery sticks. And a buddy of mine who like dropped a hundred pounds in a, in, over the summer uh, when he was in his like late twenties, he only drank grapefruit juice. Oh. And I think it's only because grapefruit juice tastes like liquid vomit. And yes. so it's basically just a, a, a deterrent to keep you from hungry. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, I have to finish this? And then by the time I you're done, it. you're you're not thinking about putting anything else in your body again. No, no. Anyway, so, yeah, uh, uh, making some changes. But, like, I'm not going to be that guy. This is, like, the most health related episode of the Elseworlds Exchange ever to hear because like oh I know I don't care about that shit like I I, I care about myself and like not care about myself a big lot I love myself and I'm awesome <laughs> uh, but like no I care about like taking care of myself but I also don't mm. like I don't care about talking like I don't want to talk about exercise like, no, neither do I. My, my big health thing is like, I don't want to tip the scales at 300. So long as I stay under 300, I'll be good. Yes. I, the funny thing is I still perceive myself as my ideal self. So like, I'm Me like, too. yo, I'm one, I'm 165. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, I am very much not that. So I need to get, and like, I'll never hit that level again because I'm, I'm just bigger than I was. Like, I just have more of mm. me. But like, if I drop it down, I should be fine. Like, I don't, I don't, I can still have sandwiches, just not every day. And we're both tall too, so we both have the excuse of being like, yeah, but for my height though. Oh I'm yeah, okay. no, I, I, I've always been tall, and when I was f all the way up until about uh, twenty nine, I was. No, no, that's not true because I'm I I've been twenty nine very very shortly ago. So like, no, in reality, it's more like when I was twenty five, I was very thin. Yeah. Like, I was thin all the way up until... I think when I hit 20, my body, my metabolism finally started to slow down. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this is what I'm supposed to look like. Because I was really thin. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, yeah, so uh, Joel's going to take things away and talk about uh, some events that are happening or have happened very recently. Sure. And we're kind of like going to... And we're going to like react to them and push them against the lens of Marvel's fresh start... And, mm -hmm. uh, and see if they're well, well we'll we'll see where that goes so yeah I, I have a list of fresh start titles i have a list of events that are going on right now so yeah yeah let's go with the events because that's more recent yeah let's uh l last week we had both damnation and infinity war uh countdown start in a big way let's uh, let's start with damnation first man it's been like forever since we've had a doctor strange centric event i don't think like he lends himself to events really like, the last major Doctor Strange event I can think of is Midnight Suns, which was so complicated, sprawling, and involved, like, 27 titles. It was so incomprehensible, and Doctor Strange looked like Spawn. <laughs> Just weird. I, I couldn't. Anna. I could not. And I was like, man, when Tiffany started to get into Doctor Strange, I'm like, oh, you need to do Midnight Suns. Like, you need to read <laughs> that shit. And then I'm like, is that even collected? <laughs> we got to look it? that up. I got I to gotta know, because if it is collected, I'm going to buy it. During this show, and that'll be a Tiffany fucking episode of the coming soon. Yeah, 
anyway. Which, so. which hey, you know, it's funny. You mentioned Midnight Suns. This one has a very Midnight Sun-like feel to it with Wong essentially saying, no, 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 no. Big world-shaping event. Steven is totally out of his depth on this one. I must assemble a team of magic fighters. Yeah, yeah. Tiffany had the same reaction where she was like, oh, she hates it. I got to tell you. She was reading oh, it. She she's like, like it. She's like, no, this is really? not this is not feel good. It's not, it's not hopeless bad, but it's like, she's not feeling this event. Also, you, Mephisto looks like the Joker. Okay, I was glad you mentioned that. I posted that picture on uh, Instagram there, and you commented saying, man, the new Joker looks great. I did not see it before. Now that you have said it, I cannot unsee it that Mephisto looks like the Joker. It's so weird, like, and maybe it's Marvel's response to the Terrifics being a Fantastic Four ripoff in some way, but I don't know. It's, it's a weird choice. It is a weird choice, although I do kind of like this idea, uh, again, because it's co-written by Donny Cates and Nick Spencer, this like meta text that has popped up because a lot of Spencer's work is covered in meta text. This yep. idea where the heroes are like, man, the secret empire, we sure are sorry about that. Let's move on and never talk about it again. Only for Dr. Strange to come in and be like, no, 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 I can fix the secret empire. No, don't try and fix it. If you try and fix it, you'll only make it where, ah, crap. Now the devil's walking around. <laughs> <laughs> that's true it's no like it, I, it's weird it's a weird I decision it very much is i hope the moral of the story is hey ignoring the secret empire was wrong trying to fix it was wrong let's just live with it right let's move on <laughs> yeah <laughs> let, let, let's it let's admit it happened and then just move on with our lives yeah because like if you can have dr strange raise the dead then why does he do that all the time like you know it's just weird it's just a weird decision and also like it, un it kind of undoes the oath you know because right. like the, the whole thing is predicated on dr strange being able to save people who are dying like it's yeah i don't know i've yeah, never been i've never been a, a magic guy yeah i mean magic's imagine. always been up and down at both companies big time well i i still like marvel's magic mostly because of the characters mm. dc's magic i can't even make heads or tails of it and there's more rules in Marvel to the whole thing. Where in DC, hey, what are the rules of magic? We don't fucking know. Yeah, what? Who cares? Is, is is Atlantean magic the same as like uh, what is it, Doctor Faith magic? Yeah, uh, like yeah. No, I completely agree. It's whatever you want it to be. <laughs> yeah weird uh, I, i'll stick with it just because it's been so long since i've read a doctor strange centric story and i'm like okay i kind of like this you know a, a a vegas uh type game of chance to save the souls of an entire city all right i'll see where this goes yeah okay <laughs> i'm not reading it i'm not reading any of the tie-ins though and they've already said there'll be tie-ins but for books that like no one is reading like scarlet spider is going to get a tie-in to damnation woof yeah okay. i know I... great <laughs> What, what what's Ben Riley doing in Vegas? Uh. I couldn't care less. No, neither could I. <laughs> like you, you Marvel man, you made me care about Kane, and then you made him irrelevant. Yep. F fuck you. We surely, surely did. It sucks. Uh, what's another one we got? Oh, uh, so we got the second part of. I guess we're still in prologue for infinity countdown but it was infinity countdown prime number one and man this issue had a lot going on yeah yeah uh i loved it me too uh so tell us why <laughs> uh for one it actually goes out of its way with a bunch of supplemental material both in the 
beginning and in the back to be like, hey, have you never read a Marvel cosmic story before? Do you not know the rich history of the infinity uh, gems turned stones? Well, let us tell you all about it and let us also give you visual confirmation that yes, the gems have turned into stones. This is what they look like now. Right? That's one of the best recent Marvel decisions I have seen in a few years. Oh, yeah. It's like they remembered how to do it. It was so good, I bet it was Duggan's idea and editorial fought against it. Right? It's Yeah, it's so good, they must have fought against <laughs> it. Because that's what Marvel Comics used to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, the whole goddamn thing is predicated on Stan Lee. By the way, like, may he get better soon. Mm -hmm. uh, we need him around for a little while longer, at least. I'd like him to at least reach 100. Um, yes. But, uh... Stan Lee's whole belief of every comic is somebody's first comic. Like, and that's why there's always, like, an obnoxious, well, it wasn't always this way, like, style mental breakdown of what's going on and a little, like, summary of the character above. Like, it's, I don't, I don't know. Like, this, this felt like an annual, like a Marvel Comics handbook kind of issue. It really, really did. And it covered so much ground in such a short amount of time. And it did all all the different levels. Hey, here's Marvel Street level. Here's Avengers level. Here's Cosmic level. Yeah, and I really appreciate them being like, no, the stone, we're calling them stones, but they really are the gems. And by the way... I would just as a quick aside, I, I've said this I said this on Twitter. I hope that once Thanos gets them in the movie, mm. he constantly refers to them as infinity gems. Yeah, just to just to fuck over Marvel for their like preemptive movie decision change. Because yeah. there's no goddamn way that somebody at Marvel decided to start calling them stones because they sound better. Yeah. Not because it's directly connected to the movie. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it, it was a, it was great. By the way, people are wondering what the hell this issue was called. It was an Infinity Countdown. Infinity Countdown Prime Number One. Um. Okay. Which they also have a whole list of titles there, and it's funny in the list of titles when they talked about everyone who was going to get a thing like Daredevil is going to get an issue. And I remember before I read this one, being like, "How the fuck is Daredevil going to get involved in all this cosmic stone business?" Oh, Turk has one. Okay. Oh, okay. That's cool. I like that because Turk is like the punching bag of the Marvel street level set. Mm -hmm. So for Turk to be like, no, I have a stone. I am untouchable now. Yeah, that's a cool idea. Um, mm -hmm. And and so explain to me, like, because this is this is a neat idea. This Infinity Countdown. Basically, the idea is they it's basically a couched annual where they're like, here's what here's what happened. Here's the history of the Infinity Gems. Here's where they are now. Here's yes. who has them. Is this what the event is or is this a prelude to like what the fresh start Marvel ex like will be? It could be both. If you read the uh, Adam Warlock special that they did before this, Adam Warlock goes to the end of time to visit Kang and Kang tells him, look, someone destroys time and space as we know it. This is why I'm at the end of time. It's the only place that's safe. I need to send you back to 2018, but that's going to be difficult because whoever this mystery villain is, we don't know who it is. Someone has united all the stones and now they are godlike and they are untouchable, so I have to send you back the old-fashioned way. We don't know who the villain is, and what's cool about this issue is it says 
anyone could be the villain. Anyone who has one stone now and wants to collect the others could easily be the big villain who brings about the infinity apocalypse, they call it. Well, <laughs> good catchy name. I um, know, right? I'm guessing that, like, I mean, the fact that Wolverine was so covetous of it makes me think, like, maybe he is going to, like be a problem like it's true it's cool it's i'm, I'm excited like I, I really dug it it felt like the most marvel comic I, like in a long time absolutely they make a good argument for everyone too where it's like yeah obviously it could be loki and it could be ultron but it could also be super scroll and yeah wouldn't wolverine be unexpected and wouldn't be you know wouldn't turk being the big villain wouldn't that be unexpected yeah it's true i mean like i don't think they're gonna make turk the big bad guy no, I sincerely doubt Turk will bring about the Infinity Apocalypse. Yeah, although wouldn't that be a fun little like twist? You know, like, oh, it's the it's the Bilbo Baggins thing. Like, even only the smallest and lowliest of us can affect the most change or some goddamn. And he'd shit. have a good reason to do it too. Be like, you heroes were always kicking my ass for years and breaking my bones, and now I'm going to give it all back to you. Yeah, well, it's Turk's time to shine now. Turk, god of whatever. Which which they've done that once or twice, like in the old uh, Daredevil. I have the Stiltman suit now. You can't stop me, Daredevil. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, you know, when the old Stiltman went to jail, he gave me the special shutoff code for your suit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. Little word to the wise. Don't rip off Stiltman. Mm-hmm. Aim a little higher. <laughs> exactly. Mustn't be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling. Uh-huh. It, it is cool to have Super Scroll back and for them to also yeah. explain some shit, being like, hey, how did Planet Sakaar come back in the Hulk book time, Jim? Oh. Right on. Yeah. Cool. Excellent answer. Yeah. And also, like, it's exciting to have Super Scroll come back. And it is kind of a way for them to say, like, no, 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 it's, it's, uh, it's Super Scroll. Like, I assume they weren't using him because he was Fantastic Four powered, mm -hmm. but, like, it's a way of them being, once again, being like, we're coming back. We're doing a thing. Exactly. And also, too, I, I even like his motivation where it's like, I will use the time gem to return honor and glory to the Skrull Empire. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I would like that. I'd like to see the Skrulls take a bitter, bigger part in Marvel Cosmic. And oh, yeah, they're also going to be the villains in for the Captain movie. Marvel, the movie. So I guess they should be made a threat again. Yeah, yeah. There's no way they're not going to do that. Um, Sil uh, Silvery Cricket asks thoughts about the fact that Gwenpool got canceled, even though it sells better than Scarlet Spider, but is getting shuffled off because she's not Legacy. Dude, your guess is as good as mine. Uh, my guess is uh, Hastings. I think Hastings is writing it. Yeah. Is just he's like that's all the story I have. For Gwenpool. I'm surprised it went on this long. Yeah. Um. I, it, literally, it's just. I think it's just. He was like. I don't. I don't know. I got. Uh, this is all I got. And he, rather than being like, okay, and I'm gonna pass the baton and let some and that Devin Dennis hopeless ruin Gwenpool. I'm just gonna end it and be like, you know what? Like, I don't have a plan. It's so like you. If you need to cancel something, cancel my book. And yeah, that would make sense. I mean, because it has the most natural conclusion. It would work. Um, and it's a great book too. So it's sad. I'm sad that it's that it's going too, man. Um, it had a run to be proud of, and maybe now I'll actually go back and finish it. Yeah, and uh, Noah Botello also says, I don't know what to write. Here's $5. Bye. Thank you, Noah. Oh, why, thank you. <laughs> You're a sweetheart. Thank you, man. But yeah, uh, so that's Infinity Countdown. That one, for me, out of all the announcements, is one of the most exciting because it has the potential to be like a Jim Starlin-esque, uh, even though, ironically, Jim Starlin was fucked by Marvel recently. Um, <laughs> a Jim Starlin-esque kind of like 
board wiping of the Marvel Universe. Not like Definitely in a reboot. Definitely like, what they're going for. And I don't feel like it's going to be like an Infinity Gauntlet. Or no, I do feel like it's going to be Infinity. I don't feel like it's going to be a Christ and Venus kind of thing where they're like, and everyone's younger and the origins are re- being rewritten by no one. Uh, <laughs> Cullen Bunn will write all the origins. You know, like, I, I think it's going to be more like, no, 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 no. Everyone's going to get, like, we're going to put people, pull all the toys back on the shelves where they came from. Mm-hmm. And then we can, fu- and then we can fuck it all up again. <laughs> yeah yeah Which wouldn't that fine. be a, I, I, i'm looking here at the checklist of titles we have uh, adam warlock got one black widow is going to get one so yeah i guess she's back alive now in uh that other series she never was, died but, no i i was waiting for it to be done so i could read the whole thing but it's like oh but is it really her is it an imposter no i guess it's actually really no her. no it's really her though <laughs> okay so yeah Black Widow's getting one, Captain Marvel is getting one, which makes sense. They actually do a lot of interesting stuff with multiversal Marvels in this one. Yeah, that was a neat idea. Like, look at all these Captain Marvels. Did, did you catch the joke that I'm sure made me laugh out loud? Uh, we see one just out of the corner where it's like, yeah, Captain Marvel's from across the multiverse. Here's one who looks like Shazam, who gets more panel time here in this issue than he has in DC in like five years. I agree. I loved that. I was like, hey, nice little joke like good call man uh i love that and it it, it, it there's no dc marvel crossover they're not no. ge- being friends but it is a nice little way for them to be like we, we acknowledge that there is a thing like we are it part is. of this whole company like we are all part of this industry yeah it's a nice little joke i like it yeah. I, i'm glad they're yeah. not afraid to do it Mm-hmm. It's really nice. Uh, Champions is getting a story. Daredevil is getting a story. Darkhawk is getting a four-part miniseries. Four parts for Darkhawk! Justice for Darkhawk, hashtag. We, man, we are we are really feeling Darkhawk, and by the end of this, we think you will agree. Darkhawk is where it's at. Right? I doubt it, but uh, good luck to him. Oh, Grievous asks... So do we have any indication if Countdown is the main event or some sort of build-up to something bigger? I think we were talking about that and how, like, it is building towards something bigger. They reference the the, the Celestial. Mm, yes, the Dark Celestial, who apparently that's what Jason Aaron's Avengers is going to be about. Yeah, um, that's fine. That, I like that. I, I'm, I'm actually excited because I don't think it's building... I think it's building towards the next step in Marvel... But I don't yeah. think it it'll build it'll it'll crescendo into an event, but maybe or dovetail into one, but maybe maybe it'll just be what's happening at Marvel, and it'll just not be a thing that they ha- that they can quantify, and it'll just be how Marvel used to be, where it's just just doing things, just just we're That'd trying this now, you know, like hey, did you know that one time Hell invaded Mar- the Marvel universe, and like whoever wanted to be involved had a tie-in. Yes. And it didn't, it wasn't called, it was called Inferno, but like it wasn't called like it, all of them weren't collected, although I think they were, but you know, like they weren't beating us over the head with it. It was just kind of like, it happened. Yeah. Whatever. It didn't, it didn't blow up the internet or crack it in half or make everyone freak out or piss their pants. Just just whatever. Oh, DJ Toscano says, here you go, kiddos. Now run and buy yourself some baseball cards. Thank you for phonetically spelling my accent, by the way. (laughs) I'm going to buy some Duel Monsters. I'm way into that Duel Links thing since I've started working out. It's great to take that to the gym. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is a collectible children's card game. The one I learned to play. It's like a Digimon kind of thing. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> it, it's not quite Magic the Gathering. It's closer to the Digimans than it is anything else. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but that's fun. Uh, now, uh, another fun thing there. They seem to really be pushing uh, Pimtron in this story, which I am so totally stoked about. Yes. Uh, great idea for a villain. 
hopefully, you know what? Like Marvel's shown that their their ideas for Pimtron are few, and so maybe they're like, yeah, this will be the big thing that he does, and then we're gonna separate him. I, I like that it's Duggan's pet project, where it's like, yeah, he was the villain of probably my best uh, Uncanny Avengers arc, and now I want to write him here. Yeah. He was also the best part in Secret Empire. He had the best issue in Secret Empire, hands down. Do you, do you like this idea that they seek to imply that it's like, oh, yeah, this great new villain is taking center stage, but we might also defuse him? Oh, yeah. And That's I'm like, fine. no, and I'm like, don't defuse him. This is more interesting than Ultron or Pym have been on their own in years. That's fair. I mean, they really need to help. They need to fix Pank Pym. Like, and I, they I, easily could right now by just having it be like... They're, I think this is their back door to it because it's like, look, I have the soul stone. I locked away the good half of Pym in this stone, but the evil wife-hitting parts are still here in me, yeah. Pymtron. Literally, like, you just need... Because you could do a thing where, like, Ultron gets the Infinity Gauntlet, basically, mm. and then he uses the time gem to go back in time and not hit Janet in the end. Like, that's... Yeah. You just... You could have made him a, a scroll the entire time during Secret Invasion... Wasted it. You could have uh, had it be like they fixed in House of M. Scarlet Witch made it so that he never hit her in the new re like rebuilt timeline. 2015 Secret Wars could have redone it then. But no. Every time. Like, go back in time. Wolverine could have stopped him from hitting her in Age yeah. of Ultron. Yeah, multiple times. He could have just speared him through a table like, and stopped him. Fix Hank Pym so that it's not so that it doesn't feel yucky to like him. Yes. And then just do what you did with Earth's Mightiest Heroes, the cartoon. Because... He's a great character in there, and he's, like, a, a frustrating bastard there, but mm. he also isn't a wife beater, so it works out. Like, just just, yeah. just fix it. Just clean I, it up, and, 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 and then you get Ultron back, and he's a really fun villain when you know what to do yes. with him. And you know what? I say all this, and I like Scott Lang more as Ant-Man. Right. Oh, yeah, no. Well, he thankfully, Hank Pym has a thousand different personas he can try. It's true. He can hop into any of them. Hey, be Yellow Jacket again. Hey, be any of these other things. Yellow Jacket's cool. Hell, like, there's so many wasps. You guys could be the hornet's nest or something. Oh, that's a good one. Actually, hey, that's another thing that's coming out just in time for the movie. Mark Waid is going to be writing an Ant-Man, Scott Lang, and Wasp Nadia Pym miniseries. Okay. Should be fun. Will I am golden? The super chat says, "Fuck you for being awesome." Uh, <laughs> thank and fuck you. you too for being a good fan. Yeah, thanks, Will I am. You son of a bitch. <laughs> no, but thank you we, for real. We have a fun relationship with our fans. You know, it'd be really cool. Just as a quick aside regarding the hornet's nest and the yellow jackets and shit. Like Hank being like himself again, and he's like, you know, he has no money and no prospects, and nobody wants to. Blah blah. blah who cares? And he goes like, I. I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know what I should be. <laughs> and someone's like, you could be the wasp or yellow jacket. He goes, no, I don't want to be those things. Like I was those things and I failed in all of them. And then yeah, Peter can't Parker. You be giant man. Cause there's a new giant man right now. I too. know. And then Peter Parker goes, you know, not for nothing, but I have all these old costumes from when I was in this identity crisis thing. And, uh, <laughs> I was the Hornet once. And this, this looks like you could probably fit in it. <laughs> And he could be the Hornet, and then you could use that fun design again, and and yeah. and then you have like Hank Pym and Peter Parker like being friends, and they're like, yeah. you know, they're like Reed Richards won't hang out with us, you know, like that's a that's a fun little di you, like you, dynamic with them. You, you can be my science dad, Hank Pym. Mm. No fuck dad, like we're we're peers. Like Tony Stark and Reed Richards go off in their secret little meetings, while Peter Parker and 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 uh, and Hank Pym are gonna hang out and talk, like. 
we're, we're scientists of the people. That'd be cool. I'm down. Like, you know, anyway. I'd be okay with that, too. Just a, just a little, like, yeah, I think this would be fun. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, they could go on Rick and Morty-style adventures. Oh, jeez, I don't know, Hank. I don't know, Hank. It's Hornet! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Hornet now. Look, I had the Ricochet costume. You could have been Ricochet. No, Ricochet is dumb. Ricochet sucks. <laughs> and Dusk looks like the girl. Um, that's uh, well, well, you have a problem with that, Hank? I think the best moment for Hank Pym in the last twenty years was when he became uh, Wasp, when uh, Janet died, and mm. then uh, what's it called? Iron Man says, "I don't have time to deal with you and your and your goddamn mental breakdowns." Like uh, Yellow Jacket, and he says, "I'm not Yellow Jacket. I'm Wasp now." And he says, "Oh my God! Thank you for perfectly illustrating my exact point." <laughs> And also, man, what a great dick moment for Tony. Look, guy who is my friend and my teammate, I have no time for your breakdown. But if I'm having a breakdown, everyone needs to make time for me. Oh, and if they don't, then I'm going to ruin everything. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll make a registry or, you yeah. know, or I'll do something with extremists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll see. Heck, even in Iron Man right now, he's having like a mental breakdown. Everyone's like, but where's Tony? We need to find Tony. Tony's so important. Yeah, he sure is. Apparently. Yeah, Tony Tony. <laughs> uh, now, now th this one isn't technically like an event, but it is a story that's going on and might be going somewhere. Did uh, did you read the last issue of Spider-Man, the amazing Spider-Man that came out? Uh, yes, I did. Them possibly teasing a reunion between him and MJ, or at least they're sleeping together again. Yeah, uh, I said something on Twitter that was one of my most viewed tweets in a long time. Because uh, if you're not familiar, spoilers the last episode, but um, uh, Pete and Mary Jane sleep together, mm -hmm. and in the most like shoehorned, ex like accelerated, obvious way possible. Boy, Tiger, seeing you beat up those goblins sure did get me all hot and bothered. It's so <laughs> weird. Like he, it, it's almost like they like they could have had no interaction at all in the entire issue, and it was just this moment, and it still feels like that where. Uh, she picks up his clothes and then he goes to pick them up and he does the face a tiger moment. And she's like, yeah. we, uh, she's like, uh, I missed it. All of it, everything. I missed all of it. And he's like, Oh, well then where, where do we go from here? And I'm like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. No, you didn't. You didn't miss mm -hmm. all of it. You <laughs> wished you didn't remember. Like you, do you remember omit? Do you remember all of this random shit? What about the firefighter named Peter that you're banging? Like, oh, what yeah. about all of this stuff? You were working for, for, for Stark. You were not taking his calls. You're, you, you hate being him being Spider-Man. Like, and then she's like, no, I missed everything. I missed being your, like your right hand woman and all this. And he's like, where do we go from here? And they bang. And you're like, yes. Or, or it's implied they bang. Yes. You know, like the door closed and he's like, oh, we could stay in. And maybe, maybe they just cuddled. You don't know. Well, maybe like maybe in the next issue, because we saw that Stuart Eminem pencils of them mm. like on the couch making out. And she opens his shirt and the Spider-Man thing's there. And she's like, oh, get away. It's Spider-Man again. <laughs> um, you could literally be like, oh, yeah, no. Uh, they lock the door. They start to make out. And that's the moment we're catching up on. Right. But it feels really suspicious. Just uh, in time for 800 issues. We're, at, we're just in time for a seminal moment in Spider-Man history where the goblin comes back and he's got new powers and he's a brand new, much more dire threat. Why don't we kill off Mary Jane in this issue or in 800? Don't, That's my hey, thinking. I, I'm, I'm a re I'm, I'm, by the way, I hope I'm wrong. I want to be wrong. Like, but there'd be no better way to get fans to shut the fuck up about one more day if they just killed Mary Jane. Yeah, like it's just 
you 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 go like fuck you there they got back together so that she could be important enough to die to die probably on a bridge oh yeah um, Cam in the super chat says, "Keep it up, guys. Hope for the fresh start. Finally, find something good for Miles to do." I agree. Yeah. P.S. Thoughts and prayers for Kevin Smith. I agree. Thank you, sir. Poor um, Miles has been adrift for way too long. Yeah, but uh, a lot of people were like, when I said that, I'm like, "Oh shit, Red Goblin's gonna kill Mary Jane at the end of issue 800," and maybe that's like, maybe the whole damn thing is predicated on uh, Dan slopping. I'm gonna kill Mary Jane, and that's gonna be my goodbye. Cause I'm so sick of the fans being so mean to me. <laughs> and that's his, like maybe the reason why he created the red goblin is because he's killing the mm. redhead girlfriend of Peter. Parker. Right. Like, I don't know. I feel if, cause it was really accelerated. If you're going to put Peter Parker, Mary Jane, remember when doc Ock was trying to bang Mary Jane it took four yes. issues. It took like three or four issues for them to try and get together. One page. They're together. It's just the one. And, and, after Dan Slott like got into flame wars with people on Twitter and you and, and forums about how he hates Mary Jane, like feels pretty suspicious. You know what the ultimate troll moment would be is, you know, you have Mary Jane there being held ha hostage on the bridge by the Red Goblin. Peter's like, I can't do it. I can't beat him. And then in comes Iron Man to repulse her blast and save the day. And then it all ends on a commercial for go read my new Iron Man run starting soon. She's like my hero and then makes out with him on the bridge while Peter Parker just cries <laughs> with operatic anger, anguish. Dude, no. <laughs> but why yeah. and also hey want to see what happened next with mary jane iron man be sure to pick up iron man number 600 by dan slot exactly Ugh, that would be that would that would be such a fun that'd be like oh well, uh, apparently dan slot doesn't want to go to conventions anymore it would be such a troll i would almost respect him for going to that link. yeah <laughs> I, I it would be uh, it feels it feels really angry <laughs> um, Grievous, by the way, says, so how about World War Hulk 2 that's coming? Is that a thing? Pass. I haven't been reading the Hulk for a long time, although I am excited for Al Ewan taking the reins for a mortal Hulk, which is going to be a paranormal monster-themed Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, they're... <sighs> Isn't he already a mortal? Uh, well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, how did Hulk come back in Avengers No Surrender? That was the line from Banner in the previous issue, you know, he, he can't die. Maybe he could never die. Yeah. No. Well, he can't. He can't die because he's the Hulk. Like, yeah, he's he gets madder and stronger. Like, it, it's a weird. I don't understand why they're like, oh, let's take all our Hulk characters and go in like a weird direction. I don't know. With all of them. I mean, that's kind of been Hulk's thing where it's like if he's not hitting stuff, it's always trying to like, you know, uh, think outside the box and reinvent the wheel. What if he was a gray-skinned mob enforcer, though? What if he was the devil? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fair. I, I, you know, you have to reinvent the Hulk every couple of years or no one's going to give a shit. It's true. Um, so. What if he's Doc Green? What if he's the maestro? Yeah. I mean, like, World War Hulk 2 is, is, is a intellectually bankrupt concept. Much like Civil War 2 was. Yep. So, no, uh, I don't want to read that, but, like, you know, I don't know. I don't know anything about it, so I can't uh, I can't speak intelligently on the subject. 
Same. I, I like this idea for a mortal Hulk where it's like, well, what if we really take Banner back to his roots? He's a pariah from the superhero community. He's uh, w w walking the highways and byways of America trying to outrun, you know, his uh, dark past. But this time, though, instead of being afraid of the Hulk and the destruction he might write, instead, you know, he's pointing it in the direction of people who deserve it. That's cool. I mean, like, basically, then you have, like, the Hulk Spirit of Vengeance book. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which, which is, is kind of what they seem to be going for. Yeah, and like, I guess that's cool. All right. I mean, here's the thing. It takes... so, so, so is he just going to hang out by meth labs and bank robbers and be like, I'm going to Hulk out eventually. Yeah, I'll I just do. wait. You're fucked. So basically, he just, he's staking out places. <laughs> it takes a lot to get me to read a Hulk book. It's true. Like a lot. And Planet Hulk, World War Hulk. I like Planet Hulk more, uh, but I read both those. Peter David's, oh, uh, Future Imperfect. You know, it has to be like mm. a like a classic Hulk story. And I don't know what that means or how, what 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 leads there, but uh, I'll get, time will tell. Like it could be yeah. awesome, but I don't know. Oh, by the way, Grievous also says uh, Amadeus went to Sakar in the last arc, and now the Hulk persona's taken over, and he's on his way back to Earth. Ooh. Okay, so it really is just okay. like he's going. Did did Sakar? Well, Sakar didn't get destroyed. Did it? I was gonna. Like, I was gonna say, is that an event or is that just a storyline in the Amadeus Cho Hulk book? That sounds like it's more a storyline than yeah, an event. Yeah, like it's more like they called it World War Hulk, but it's just in that one thing. It's not like because a name recognition. I hope that's true. Like I hope that it is just that. And if it is, like, I mean, I can't. Can you imagine like Amadeus Cho Hulk showing up, being like, "I'm doing the same thing," and the superheroes <laughs> going like, "What? Like get See, out of here, Cho." That's why you got to have Iron Man man being like, oh, I planned for this day. I have a big Hulk gun for yeah. just this. Or just put just like like invisible, invisible girls like, you know, the Hulk sucks. And then just like he jumps at her and she like just invisibles her way out of the way. And he jumps onto a rocket ship and they just shoot it back into the sun. Like there, <laughs> the end. Ping-ponging him back into space over and over again. Get out. Go back. Langley M. Neely says, finally got to uh, support my favorite comics, guys. Thank you very much, oh. Lang Lang Langley. Thank you, thank you. You rock, man. Good uh, to see you, man. I, I guess the other big thing that announced today, and I guess we should talk about it, uh, the yet another one of the big uh, leaks that I hate to give credit to 4chan and Bleeding Cool for, but this is yet another one from months ago that ended up being 100% on the money. Ta-Nehisi Coates will be writing the next uh, Captain America run with covers by Alex Ross. What a cool idea. Also, yes. thank God. Ross, I hope that means that Ross will stop drawing amazing spider-man covers I because think, i think when that's done i think we've talked about this i've talked about it a lot where i'm like it diminishes the the brand like seeing him draw all these mundane who gives a shit spider-man covers like oh no it's spider-man versus the spot like fuck you this every everything every time alex ross comes out with a piece of art it should be exciting mm. if i am bored or like or, or or if i'm used to alex ross art you are doing something wrong yeah so, yeah, uh, but him doing Captain America, like, here's the thing. I'm not that tied into Captain America, so I, I think I'll really enjoy seeing those covers. And, man, Coates, draw, or Coates writing fucking Captain America is a really cool idea. It's going to be interesting. It's it's funny. The whole uh, news outlet that had, you know, the, the, the line on this, interestingly enough, was The Atlantic and perfect because Coates used to write for The Atlantic before he became a comic book writer. Yep. <laughs> So of course, of course, of course, they get the exclusive. That would be like if I wrote a comic, I'd be like, "Oh, it's a comic pop exclusive." Right? Exactly. Like, oh, I don't know how he managed to get that slot. Yeah, I know, right? It's like he literally called and said, "Hey, man, can I have an exclusive?" Sure. 
Yes. <laughs> it, it, it's interesting to see Coates on this book because, you know, he, he, of course, has a very interesting take on what it means to be in America and, you know, what it means to be an American. And he said something kind of quite profound in his article when I breezed through it. He said, you know, it's not about putting my ideas in the head and mouth of Captain America. It's about putting Captain America's ideas in my head and then writing them down. Yeah, that's a really cool approach. I really like that. Um yeah, I'm just I'm just down. I'm just excited. That just sounds like a really cool concept. It's it's not who I would have chosen for Captain America, mm. but I don't know who I would have chosen, and I, I I'm so glad they went with that direction. It I, wasn't the obvious choice. Like here's the thing: the the two best ones of modern era, Nick Spencer and Ed Brubaker. I would never have picked those two to write Captain America, and yet they ended in turning up some great work. Yeah, I agree. No, I'm I, I love that idea, and I think it's cool. I also like to I like that this is his second big comic title that he's writing because, you know, Black Panther found its audience was really popular. But like that first arc, you could tell, oh, you're a novelist and a journalist who is writing their first comic. A lot of a lot of words here. Lots of words going on. It's kind of taken over the whole page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like when Kevin Smith took over Daredevil for the first time that mm. that Joey Q art is really cool, but it's all covered up by all this text. And you're like. Dude, you gotta you gotta scale it back. <laughs> yeah, I, I I give you credit because I know you came from a whole nother you know uh, art form to yeah. come and write this. But show but don't I'll... tell. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing. It's it's only a fifty percent uh, dialogue medium. Yeah, exactly. Other fifty percent is the art. I mean, I guess speaking of Black Panther too, uh, he's still gonna be writing that book. It's actually getting a new number one for a fresh start, and they're finally going to space. They're finally doing the Wakandan Empire. Yeah, I thought that. Was, I would have thought they would have done that already. <laughs> They've been teasing it forever. Yeah, I'm um, amazed it took them this long. Now the question is, are they going to the place where vibranium comes from? That would make sense, wouldn't it? Because we were doing our back issues on Black Panther, and they were like, so, like, is there a planet of vibranium? And I go, I got no goddamn idea. Yeah, I don't know. I always took it for granted. It's like, yeah, vibranium came from space. Yeah, but where the... uh... And then I mentioned, like, well, he's going into space. He's going to have this whole planet. And they're like, is it the planet where vibranium comes from? And I'm like, it better be. I sure hope it is now. That's a goddamn genius idea. It's, It's also brilliant too on the heels of the black panther movie and you know their big put down for everett k ross being like hey you know away from me colonizer oh so now the wakandans are becoming colonizers themselves interesting yeah yeah i like that idea it's cool like what if the planet of vibranium has aliens on it that were there first what are you gonna do then yeah and uh by the way not to not to circular take over this thing but apparently this is a rumor from Bleeding Cool, so take it with a grain of salt. But it implies that Jonathan Hickman just signed a goddamn exclusive contract with Marvel. I saw that, and we were talking about this on Twitter. Lines up perfectly with Marvel being like, hey, Hickman, we'll finally release the final volume of your S.H.I.E.L.D. series that's been unfinished for years now. Yeah. Ah. Uh, holy shit. Uh, like, that would... You know what's funny? That would be a really, really nice indication that Sobolski is trying to mend bridges. Real hard, yeah. Be um, like, hey, that that last regime fucked you over. I'm not the last regime. I'm the new guy. You also just lost Bendis, so you might want to keep as many friends as you can. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, 
Psycho Red says, Hey Sal, just got back from the post office. Looks Looking forward to you opening it on Letters Page. Thank you very much. Ooh. If you're not familiar, Letters Page is a show where I open up letters and packages on the show uh, from the audience. Uh, by the way, uh, you could say it may spawn a conversation on your show. I'm looking forward to that, man. I love, uh, I love picking up spawn books. I don't know why, but I really dig it. Um, so thank you, man. Um, but yeah, Hickman being back and having an exclusive... You know, maybe it could be that, like, because Hickman's been going to the summits. Like, you've seen yeah, Hickman oh, yeah. in these pictures. Maybe the Infinity Countdown is a countdown to the reboot that uh, he was supposed to have with Mar- with Secret Wars. I don't know, man. My my fingers are crossed. I'm like, okay, you know what? If he needs a title, put him on X-Men, please. Give him both oh. the X-Men books. Give him blue and gold. Say, hey, in the next year, two years, slow burn the fuck out of this, and we'll lead it all up to a big X-Men event. That'd be so cool. That'd be so cool. They need it. They need it real bad, the X-Men books. And it's like, look, yeah, you batted clean up on Avengers, now bat up on this as well. Yeah, give us an like an Executioner song or like a, an epic X-Men event. He just needs one. Just, just give him the one or give him all of them. I mean, <laughs> yeah, because he mean, needs them all. Human. I mean, Hickman needed, like, he needed New Avengers, Avengers, uh, Fantastic Avenger, Four. Avengers World came out. Avengers World. Like, he needed all of these stories to tell one, and to tell Infinity and Secret Wars, but, like, and he, and he had to plant breadcrumbs. Dude must, you know what's funny? He must have had, like, an event. Like, he must have had something in the works, like, with, with tape and string and pictures and everything. I'd love to see his cork board. Because there's no way that he isn't, like, that, that he won't build towards something big. It's not like he's going to be like, yeah, I'm just going to write a couple of stories about Nick Fury or uh, or whatever. Like, no, no. You're going to mm. build towards something because that's what you do. <laughs> you do. You can't help it. Exactly. Because um, as much as I, like, hated watching the Avengers be monsters in the, like, incursions and stuff, his writing was was so good and his secret wars was undeniably some of the best Marvel comics in a long time. One of the best events of the last three years. And the fact that we're still oh, talking easily. about it three years later. Oh, secret wars blows, uh, most of all of the Bendis events out of the water. Yeah. So that's pretty solid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what else do we have here on the list while we talk about things? Oh, uh, yeah. So Jason Aaron is going to Avengers yet again, another rumor that turned out to be true. And he's also not leaving Thor and Mike Del Mundo is coming to draw Thor now. That's great. Mike Del Mundo is a great, uh, love artist. Love, love, uh, if you've never met him, he's also a super nice friend, uh, nice person. Super uh, meek. Super meek. Yeah, dude. Mike Del Mundo fucking rocks. Uh, and Jason Aaron, like, good, stay on Thor. It, he does a good job. He hasn't worn yeah. out his welcome, and he no. con- and he continues to reinvent the character and himself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, no complaints and, there. And as he even said on Twitter, oh, what, you thought just because I was going to Avengers, I was going to stop writing Thor? No, 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 no. The War of Realms isn't even started yet. <laughs> That's fair. Good. And it's true. It's like, yeah, six years. Hey, hasn't there been a War of Realms that you've been fighting? It doesn't look to be anywhere near closer to ending. And apparently it's not. He's like, nah. <laughs> what's what's the longest run for Thor? Because I think he's probably pretty close to it right now. Yeah, I don't know. I will say, yeah, somebody in the chat reminded me about Dunlundo's art. Like, I did not like seeing it in Avengers either. But I also didn't like what was happening in Avengers, so it was like a... Mm-hmm. But Del Mundo, like, when he was drawing Weird World and his Thor, no. It, it'll be like Ribic. It'll be his, it'll be that good. His, his Electra book, his short-lived Electra book that he had was quite nice looking. Oh, there you go. Very very feminine, juxtaposed with a lot of brutal ultraviolence. Sweet. <laughs> that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. It was it was a good time, I tell you. Uh, what else do we... Uh, yeah, indeed. 
Venom's getting a new number one. Man, Marvel is throwing all in behind Venom right now, aren't they? Yeah, and I heard a rumor, not a rumor, I heard a, a theory from uh, from the Twitterverse where somebody said, like, maybe this is, like, part of the Spider-Man deal, where it's like, okay, we you can have you can use Spider-Man in your movies, but you have to plug when we make a Spider-Man stuff, like you when we make a Spider-Man movie tie-in <laughs> thing. Like you gotta you gotta pimp that shit. It's the best theory I've heard so far. Other people are like, oh well, Venom's having an anniversary this year. I'm like, yeah, lots of characters have anniversaries, and they don't throw this much behind. There's them. a lot of Venom, like way too much Venom, and the fact that like they are doing this much venom but they scale back so much x-men and neither of them were bringing marvel any money from the movies suggests mm -hmm. to me that there might be some truth to that theory that like maybe sony and marvel have a deal where it's like you have to plug our shit or you can't have spider-man again or something I, like that i, I, I hope would that's really yeah, me too i would hope that's the thing because it makes no sense where it's like yeah we're gonna push venom and he's gonna go back to being the gross green slime tongue guy just in time for the tom hardy movie it's like why why would you do that everyone's already hating that movie and it's not even out yet yeah i mean and there's no way <laughs> there's no way it's gonna be good <laughs> also too they're throwing donny cates on I'm like really really you're throwing one of your best young writers on venom you could put him on anything else and you put him on venom i don't know maybe because they need to show they are trying i don't know it's I weird guess. it's a weird push venom does venom's a fun character i guess but he can only go so far you can only go so far without like putting Flash Thompson in a cool suit and making him do a thing. Which, which he's back as Agent Anti-Venom now, which can I say, I don't like that name. That's a mouthful, Agent Anti-Venom. That's yeah. way too much to yell in the middle of a fight. Can he just be called Agent Venom? It's not like Giddy Brock's gonna call himself Agent Venom. Or Mr. Venom, or Dr. Venom. I'm sad that, like, uh, that Flash is losing the symbiote because, like, he's... You know, he, he's like part of that. Like he, he had true. a real relationship with that symbiote. He, he was the best one. In fact, the character dynamic between him and the symbiote was so good. I remember reading it uh, when it was either Remember or Bond, I think, because they both had two runs back to back. Yes, they did. I, I literally said, hey, stop fighting supervillains and go back and talk about your abusive dad and how high <laughs> school was for you. Hey, stop, stop all that fighting and go back to do interesting character stuff. Yeah, yeah that's true. The only book I've ever said that about. Yeah, I, I say that a lot. Like, you're talking to the guy who, in Superman Returns, when he needed to go to the bathroom while watching it for the first time, I was like, oh, good, there's a, like, there's a fight scene. I'm going to go to the bathroom now because I really, really <laughs> want to see him talk to Lois. Um, as it turns out, that was one of the two fight scenes in the entire movie. It was the one with the machine gun. Oh, um, yeah. Which was a really, really dope moment. Um, but I'm really glad I caught the scene where they're on the rooftop and he like yeah. flew with her and I'm like, oh, this is so great. I like Superman Returns a little bit. It's a really nice movie until the kid shows up. It has some fun moments in there. Uh, speaking too about Kate's and Cosmic, uh, apparently his Cosmic Ghost Rider that he launched in his Thanos book is also getting a little mini series. Yeah, I guess why not? There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, uh, Reddit posts about it. So I guess that's worth making a whole book. It, it looks fun. Again, it's nice to see them putting some time and effort back into their cosmic universe and, you know, populating it with characters people might want to read about. Yeah. Neat I'm idea. All right with that. I'm um, all right with that. I, I will need to catch up on this Thanos arc. In fact, I think it ended today, actually. That ended and Moon Knight ended, and those are two books I need to actually go back and read because I heard good things about them. I've heard so many good things about this Thanos book because I don't – I'm not a huge Thanos fan, so I don't care. Like, I, But, like, I've heard so many great things about this book. I've got mm. to read it. 
the I read all of the Lemire stuff and that was fun. And then when he was done, I'm like, okay, I guess the book is done. Much like I was done with Old Man Logan when he was done with it. But then they're like, no, 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 Donnie Cates keeps doing interesting shit. Right. Like, oh, well, I guess I'll just read that. <laughs> because, because like the whole thing about the Lemire run is like, oh, Thanos is dying. Will he overcome like you know his own illness? Then it's like, oh, Thanos is fighting his son who also has the Phoenix Force. And I'm like, okay, well after that, there's no more villains left to fight. Oh no, Thanos is fighting himself from the future. Okay. <laughs> yeah. These are all, by the way, all cool premises. Like I'm all, I'm all for it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, wish, what else do I have? Can I just say, like, I wish, like, it took a long time for Phoenix to be acknowledged as, like, an intricate part of the Marvel mm-hmm. cosmos. Because it used to be, like, you know, you deal with Galactus and the Grandmaster and all the and, and all these different, like, amazing cosmic characters. They were all intrinsically tied to the Avengers and maybe the Fantastic Four. And yet, like, the Phoenix is always exclusively an X-Men problem. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, ever since like AVX and shit, like I, I've seen references, you know, to her being part of it and seeing the Avengers deal with the Phoenix. But like, I never felt that moment, that like Jim Starlin Infinity Gauntlet moment where yeah. like the Phoenix is a part of this world and the, or this universe. And like the Guardians of the Galaxy would be afraid of the Phoenix. <laughs> I never felt that moment with her. And I, 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 I think maybe seeing the Phoenix dealing with Thanos might be like... Uh, satiating that appetite I have for that for that connection that I'm looking that's for. pretty cool and also too Jason Aaron says he's running with the Phoenix too because that's part of his Justice League 100,000 BC and everything oh yeah Avengers and- BC you call it Justice League <laughs> oh Justice League yeah sorry no sorry I was thinking of Justice League 3000 yes. which was a book they had briefly right yeah no it's true which was yeah DiMatteis and remember that yeah I, I do DC does not but <laughs> No, no, they, they they wiped all of that off the face of the earth. I like to like, hey, we're doing a version of the Wonder Twins that doesn't suck. Oh, no one cares. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, I guess I could have seen that coming. Yeah, we'll just we'll just move along then. Move along. Yeah. So, something that's not part of Fresh Start, but something the chat is reminding me of: Gail Simone doing a Domino series, which I hope opens the door for her to do more at Marvel. She is her own worst enemy. Yeah. Like every time she gets an opportunity to do something like high profile. She like gets really, really pissed and then like writes a big blog entry about it and then suddenly loses all the jobs she had. I I mean, it's, you can't blame her. That's how she got into the industry in the first place. The whole like women in refrigerators thing that comes from her. She coined that. She did. She did. Yeah. I mean, she'd be cool on like, a She-Hulk book or a Jessica Jones book? like no, no. Al, uh, She was joking on Twitter there saying, hey, if you were to put together a secret six of Marvel villains, who would they be? Oh, okay. Uh, Paladin, Shocker. <laughs> uh, I have a couple, actually. <laughs> who's, who's a big, strong one? Uh, oh, I guess you can't use Crusher Creel anymore because of the Black Bolt book. Uh, throw Titania on there because she's basically like Crusher Creel. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that she's a good writer and she, uh, if anybody's going to make people care about Domino again, which like who asked, but like fine, <laughs> uh, it would be her. So I'm glad. I mean, yeah, I, it's funny how neither of us is excited about the Domino book, but we are excited about the possibility of Gelsman writing for Marvel. <laughs> Exactly. Like, I will probably never read one of these books, but also, booyah. Also, yeah. I, I get the feeling that both DC and Marvel are courting her at the same time because she also had that Wonder Woman Conan book. Yeah, yeah, which is a cool idea. I remember Tiff and I were at the comic book store. We saw it on the shelf, and I heard about it. We both heard about it. She's like, this is the first time I'm actually looking at it. And she's like, oh, she goes to his world? That makes more sense. That's cool. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, yes. 
to which the chat says, hey, Jill, you just want superior foes again, don't you? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, we know. I will never stop hoping for more superior foes. <laughs> but that's basically what superior foes was. It was Secret Six in the Marvel Universe. Yep. But uh, wasn't Spencer's superior foes also excellent? Yes. Yes, it was. So, you know, either way. Yeah, which again, I, I hope the rumor of him getting Spider-Man is true because that should be the next one on the list if we're going down the list of leaks that turned out to be true. Yeah, Spencer on Spider-Man, I guess. Uh, and yeah. and someone new on Miles probably too. They haven't announced that yet. They need to put Miles back in the Ultimate Universe. You think? You think that's the thing they got to do? I think that's the solution because there's too many spiders and they've proven they don't know what to do with him. That's a real shame. And again, a lot of that's not even his fault. A lot of that is just they leaped before they looked. And it's like, hey, in his own universe, he got the torch passed to him from Spider-Man. And he was going to be the one and only. Oh, now he's coming into a world filled with Spider-Mans where Peter Parker is still young and doing it. And he has to have the torch passed to him all over again. And like even in Bendis' own Spider-Man 2 series, like Peter Parker's like, I don't really even like you. Like, I don't want you here. Like, it's, it, he doesn't say that out loud, but it's, like, really indica indicative that he's, like, he basically says, like, I don't know what to do about you. Like, mm. I remember when people were implying that they were going to do a big, like, mentor-mentee thing. and mm. They never did, and he could have done it, and they just... Which, what a missed opportunity. Hey, he spent more time with Iron Man. Yeah, and they were just like, no. I, and I just, I feel really bad for that character because he's a really, Same. really good character, and he worked the most. Uh, amazing, in, in fact. He's one of the biggest success stories of modern comics. Yeah, and his his role in Secret Empire is really cool. Uh, Secret, Even Civil War II, his role in it was really cool. Yeah. But he just, he worked better in his own universe. Because then he's the only one, and he gets to be special. Instead of being the Black Spider-Man. Which, I'm not really saying that. It's It was in the text that he's like, I don't want to be the Black Spider-Man. And I'm like... He's even I, said it himself yeah, many like, times. I don't want you to be that. Be, like I, I want you to be Spider-Man because I read that book. Like even after they killed Peter Parker, I was like, I'm still reading this book, and I liked mm -hmm. him, but he's redundant now. The the other rumor off that list of rumors is that hey, Riri and Spider-Man, they're gonna go into a whole new imprint just called Ultimate. It'll still be in the universe, but it'll be his own brand new imprint. I don't know if that's wishful thinking or what that is. They should they should just put like they could just put them all in another universe. Like I, th I think that's admitting too much defeat, though. I, I think admitting defeat would be to pretend they don't exist. Uh. Runaways. <laughs> like, Runaways is a book that's out right now, but like, oh, yes. Young Avengers is what I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's How a are they doing? admitting defeat. Not good. You know, and they're great characters, and people used them, and they still, like, every... Like, you feel bad. They should be in it, you know? Like, mm. it's just... <laughs> I don't know. Kate Bishop was the only one who was able to survive. Yeah, I don't know. I was. Uh, I. I didn't even really like. I didn't really read the the Riri Williams book. I was like, I read the her origin. I'm like, this is a cool origin, but I don't care about Iron Man it, and it, Iron it was Man characters. Fine. It just never had a chance to get started because again, Bendis was doing a hundred other things. He couldn't devote time to it. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, so you know, I don't want to like. I'm not saying like stick her over there because she fits better. It's more like. Give her the to someone who will do something new and interesting. It's more like yeah. give her the ultimate treatment where it's like ultimate comics was where new writers just did whatever they wanted. And it's yeah. like that's where like Riri deserves to just be like just do whatever you want and make her like relevant 
You know, like It'd be nice because people were people were pissed. I think mostly that she was replacing uh, Tony Stark as opposed to just like being there too. Which and, which I always turn up my nose. That I'm like, no one ever replaces anyone in comics. Yeah, It'll not, always go back to the status quo. Eventually, cool your jets. Right, he's back. I mean, like, or he will be anyway. But uh, you know, but 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 give her give her the best opportunity to to flourish. Is my point. Yeah. So anyway, um, but yeah, Miles, man, I, I feel I feel for him. Me too. I used to love that book, and then I stopped reading it. I stopped reading it, and I looked at the cover the other day, and he's like, like there's this like Iron Spider. Like, uh, that's, that's his uncle, apparently, yeah. Yeah, I was like, and, and the art looked like it was from like 1998, and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. That ain't for me. Mm-hmm. It's all, also like, they went back to the original Spider-Man adjective list numbering. I'm like, but that's not even the right book. Yeah, I know. It's a thing. It's... I feel bad for him, but I'm not going to spend money on him. I'm sorry. Yeah, me too. Well, what really got me is how that book even suffered during Civil War 2, where there's a whole issue where Miles just sits down and tells you what's been happening in Civil War 2. And that, I'm like, I was like, this is unforgivable. That's when I quit. I'm like, did Ben just, just take his story notes and put it here? I'm like, okay, well, there you go. And that's going to be that issue. Yeah. That's going to be that. That's bad. <laughs> that's, that is bad. Please don't do that to Superman. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, don't. Which, that's another thing. Everyone's talking about the Marvel Fresh Start. I think what a lot of people are missing is that DC is poised for a big change soon as well. A bunch of their writers that started in DC Rebirth are stopping. They haven't announced a lot of new creative teams that are going to have to be taking over very soon. And also, due to their enhanced schedule of, like, uh, every two weeks, they basically did all the work's worth of the new 52 that took like four years. They did a whole new 52 in only two years. Yes. And like, that's, that's what you do with good, with a good creative team and, and, and fresh, uh, intelligent management. Like, yeah. And when you have a plan and you stick to it and you make sense, like you do that, like that, that's what you get success or at least you don't Mm. get what they did. Um, the problem is, I hope it's not, but the problem I have is they are, they might be resting on their laurels. That's my big fear too. Don't get complacent. Don't be like, look, we're on fire. Of course we can give Bendis all the Superman books and let him do whatever he wants. Of course we can roll the dice on new creative teams. Yeah. This isn't 2003. You can't just give Bendis every book and expect them to be the top three selling books. You know, he couldn't do it when he was at Marvel five years ago. Like, the, and, hey, and I think a big reason the new or DC Rebirth worked is because they fixed Superman and that had like a ripple effect. A, Absolutely. Had a ripple effect. Yeah. I mean, like even the, the Tom King on Batman, like that was some like fr- that was like, you know, when Snyder was leaving, everyone's like, holy shit. And then they gave it to Tom King and everyone's like, yes. And now like more and more people are falling off the Tom King train because mm-hmm. like, you know, he's a great writer who's just on the wrong character. And yeah, it, it, and he's like, no, it's never going to stop. I'm doing, I'm, I'm 100 more issues. So issue 100. I'm like, and everyone's like, oh, well, you know, this is my stop. Yeah. I, I stop the bat train. I want to get off. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, it's weird. Like, because DC could make Marvel mistakes. Mm-hmm. It could be like, yeah, Tom King can do no wrong. Give him 16 books and have them all be about suicide. And then you get this other thing where it's like, hey, uh, w- w- what is it? Who- who's trying to buy Warner Brothers right now? Apparently there's talk someone's oh, trying shit. to buy Warner Brothers. The idea was that AT&T offered like some untold amount of billions of dollars. And as a result, if it doesn't go through or something else works out, like they could split up 
Warner brought like everything, like all time Warner's assets. So like, including the comics, DC, they, they didn't even mention it in the in the split. Like, D, it could be like Warner's is over here, uh, you know, AOL's over here, like all this is over here. And who gets DC? It's just a publishing house. And at the end of the day, like DC is small potatoes. It's like, so far down the pecking order. It's not even mentioned in the in the trades articles. Like, which that's got to be insulting. The comics are talking about it because they're like, what? This is the only thing we care about. But like. When it comes to the shareholders, they're like, yeah, and like, and maybe someone might be like, and what about that publishing company they own? You know, the ones that make Batman books. Yeah, you know. Like, who's going to get that? And my, my guess would be because Warner Brothers is an entertainment group, mm. that Warners would keep it. They try to hold on to it, I'm sure. Like, my guess is if they do split up everything that Time Warners owns... Warner Brothers would be like, we're an entertainment group. We own these assets. And DC Comics is technically that. Yeah. But there could actually, I mean, like if the guys who run DC wanted to split off and be Marvel oh, yeah. 25 years ago, yeah. they could be like, they could make a case to be like, no, we're our own company. And like break off from Warner Brothers and just be Which their would be own. interesting, but be terrifying. Be a mistake. At this Especially point. in this economy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it would just be a bad idea. I mean, um, you 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 don't have a major company fitting your bills at a time when comic sales are only getting worse. And DC isn't like killing Marvel in sales. Like they're doing fine, and some of their books are crushing Marvel books every like month to month, but. They're not destroy. It's not like DC is like, oh, we don't even need Warner Brothers anymore. Like, no, 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 no. no. Don't get it. Don't get it. And it's just kind of the the industry and the time we live in right now. It's like comics are niche and they're only getting nicher by the year. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, like, here's a question. Now, because people are asking, everybody wants to know this and everybody's like hypothetically, like hypothetically, like what if, what if DC did get split and it was just its own thing? Jesus. What if Disney bought it? Your thoughts. Disney Fuck. buys Disney buys DC. What do you think? That that, that is no, no one man should have all that power. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that Disney getting DC, they would have a monopoly on superheroes, which means that antitrust lawyers wouldn't give a fuck. Like it would. No one's gonna argue that. Like nobody's no. gonna try that case. Nobody. And but if Disney were to buy DC, just to cause they would just to own. They would, they would literally, somebody at DC, whoever's in charge, would go like, is that, if, if we got DC, that'd be all of them? All the superheroes? Like, that's all of them? That's we all, of, all them? of it? Yeah, might as well just have all of them. Might um, as well just have all of it. <laughs> Imagine how great the theme parks would be. It would, it would take 30 years. We still have Marvel <laughs> rides because of the freaking <laughs> Orlando. Like, it sucks. But, but that's okay, Sal. We're working out and eating better. We're going to live longer. We'll live 30 more years. We'll see it in our 50s. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I don't Plus know. Plus, we'll have robot parts by then. It'll be fine. It's true. I I, <laughs> I, uh, I want to see those companies work together again. It'd be nice. And I think they will if and when, like, their parent companies decide they're no longer valuable and they, they're run mm. by their own companies. Mm. Um, I, I think that, like, we could see a future where Disney would buy DC. Um, especially, like, because studios close all the time. Like, you think just oh, because yeah. Warner Brothers is 75 to 80 years old, like, it means it'll be around forever. It won't. Um, Disney won't be around forever. Uh, let, let us look at the mass grave of studios that came before. Yeah, that people thought were the the, the chief studios. Warner Brothers could lose uh, everything, and they could sell. And uh, there might be like an antitrust argument to be made, but the 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 money is so low that the, nobody would 
take that case. And if they did, no, it would sure. be thrown out because of how like how small potatoes it would be. How piddly it is in the grander scheme of things. Yeah. And so like to own all the superheroes, you know, Disney's doing such a shitty job with Marvel right now. I, I'm worried that like they would just go. I, I don't know. Like, I, and yet their movies are killing it though. Which yeah, is what they but care like, about. I really think that if Disney bought DC, it would mean the end of the comic book industry. So, like maybe, it, it it would be the end because, or at least comics as we know it would yes, end. They'd be like, Look, we, we gotta them. tighten the belt straps on this. Yeah, like if Marvel bought DC in 1984 or whatever. It would that would have been cool and exciting. Yeah. If Disney bought DC now, that would suck. And I want, and this is coming from a person who wants to see those crossovers again. But I, I think ultimately it would be bad for business. Yeah. I'll have to really like, I'll have to really put that, put my thoughts together, and 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 come up with something because like I really do have a couple of thoughts about it. I, I need to, I need to, I need to learn more. I need to get more information about that. But mm. it's. It's scary. My, I mean, we we talked about this a, a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago. Yeah, I remember the idea that this like one. Marvel could just say, "Hey, you know what? The comics aren't really published. The the comics aren't making any money. Close. Stop. Let's license out Spider Man to IDW and <laughs> and you know uh, the Avengers to Image and just fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, like Marvel, D- D- Disney could do that. And if Disney owned DC two, it would only be more. Likely. Likely. Because they'd be like, like, wait, we got two of these now? Yeah, they'd be less likely to put more effort into making sense of an industry they never understood in the first place. We bought you to make money, not to cost us money. Yeah. They don't know. Like, they don't know how the industry works. They just bought them to own that property. We bought you to to be an IP farm. Yeah, they didn't want to write the, they didn't want to deal with licensing contracts. They just wanted to have it. And I mean, who would? Licensing contracts, I'm sure, suck. <laughs> They're a nightmare, uh, especially when it comes to like, even in crossovers, you have to do licensing. So it's mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting. I, I'm very interested in this aspect of the industry, and I, I just I need to know more. And it I wish be... more of these people who were in charge, like I wish like Bob Harris could talk to me. I wish that I could talk to Joe Quesada <laughs> about these things, because like. But Bob Harris is old, and he's not online. He's yeah, he's not. He's editor in chief of DC, which whatever that means. DC didn't even have an editor in chief until like 1995, like. Uh, or to 2000 or something like it was insane. But, Joe Casada uh, seems reachable. If nothing else, he seems like an older guy who wants to be hip and wants to know what's going on. I used to email him. Uh, he might be still available at that email address. It was an AOL.com address. Who knows? Ooh, funny. You should say that. Uh, Paul Miotti has an AOL one too. When I talked to him, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think those guys ever changed their emails. I think they got one work email when it was new, got their names, then never changed. Yeah, that's true. Um, Hmm. I, you know what? That's not a bad idea. I should like reach out to him and be like, I need, I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I'll sign an NDA. I won't talk about it online. I just need to know so that I can inform my opinion so that I can say something intelligently instead of just speculating like everybody else so, does. Sounds like excellent content for the show. You write up that letter and we'll meet back next week. Exactly. Well, I think that may be the way to stop because like, while there is plenty of ta- ta- like things to discuss, we've been at it for an hour and a half. And we did spend an hour or a half hour talking about our weight loss goals. So we figured we'd give you a whole episode, but uh, we'll have to we'll have to cap it here because I gotta go yeah. to the bathroom. We gotta stop. <laughs>
Yeah, I, I got dinner cooking as well. Exactly. We got to stop. But uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us. And a special big thank you to the guys in the Super Chat who helped us out and wanted to th- kick a little bit back to the show. Um, thanks for hanging out with us and listening to this episode of the Elseworlds Exchange where we waxed uh, philosophical, intellectual, and comics in general uh, until the cows came home. Uh, there were some dick jokes in there. It was a good time. Oh, yeah. It was a good episode. So uh, <laughs> thanks for listening and watching. And we'll see you guys next week with an all-new one. I'm Sal. I'm Joel. So long, everybody. Bye-bye.